Hello and welcome to The Table, the podcast. I'm your host, Jamelia. This is a live recording of my online talk show, The Table. In today's episode, we speak about hair. We're discussing our experiences, history, science, and how using mainstream products can affect our health. Taking their seats at the table this week, we loved us so much in last week's episode, we had to have her back. It's SOAS lecturer, TV presenter, and author, Emma Dabiri. We also have hair educator and founder of hair brand Nyla, Camise Davis, and founder of the Treasure Tress subscription box, and my name twin, <laughs> Jamelia Donaldson. Enjoy. Ain't nothing about my silence, golden, golden, I'm gonna let it out. To the table. I'm Jamelia, and today I'm joined by some amazing guests. Okay, so before the show, I asked you ladies to bring something to the table. Emma, what have you got for me? So I actually racked my brains thinking about what to bring, and then like I had a light bulb moment, and I was like, it's about hair. Like, why yes. would I not bring my books? <laughs> so yeah, I brought my book. Don't yeah. touch my hair. It's brilliant, by the way. Thank you Absolutely so much. Absolutely loved it. I read it on holiday. So yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you yeah. enjoyed it. So, Learned yeah, so much. Thank you for bringing it to the table, Cam. Um, so I brought my um, two of my products mm -hmm. from my hair care range, which is the Nyla shampoo, the strength and shine shampoo, and mm -hmm. the super botanicals yes. conditioner. And yeah. it's also on the shelves in our house, awesome. used all the time. <laughs> and you bought us a little restock, so we're I like, did. yeah, thank I did you, indeed. thank you. That's the only reason you're here. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamelia, what have you got for us today? Um, so I brought our July Treasure Trust box. Yes. So it's a monthly subscription box for mm -hmm. women with natural hair. Yes. So it just makes taking care of your hair super mm -hmm. easy. It automates it. Yes. It's super convenient. Uh, again, another fantastic idea. I have a few of my Treasure Trust boxes in my house. Um, it, it really is so lovely to have you all here because I feel connected to you all in different ways and it's all because of hair yeah. and, and I yeah. think it's a true testament to you know how our hair connects us unites us and even allows us to kind of form a community mm, you yeah, know yeah. Um, I'm very interested to hear like what your relationship is like with your hair and, and I, it might sound like a weird thing to say having a relationship with hair but we do, right? We do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone care to share? How do you feel? What's, what's your relationship been like? I mean, I think for me, the relationship that I have with my hair has, has changed and grown as I have. Yeah. Um, so if I think back to when I was younger, I had a very difficult relationship with my hair. Mm. And primarily that was because I was taught, like many girls with my hair texture, mm -hmm. I was taught that my hair wasn't good enough, it wasn't beautiful. Um, you know, and I went through the process of chemically altering the curl mm -hmm. pattern and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm, I'm comfortable with my yeah. hair. Um, I don't feel like I have to conform to anybody else's kind of, you know, perception of beautiful or, or how they feel I should wear yeah. my hair. It's, yeah. it's simply what feels good to me at the of time. Course. So I'm, I'm in a settled place with my hair. I mean, mm. sometimes, you know, there, there are the challenges. Of course. Um, but I think all women have. It's not mm -hmm. just exclusive to black women. Of but yeah, I'm, I'm really loving my hair yeah. at the moment. It's good. Yeah. What yeah. I find so interesting is that that could just be my story. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I was about to say the same <laughs> thing. Same. <laughs> Like, mm. Yeah, I feel like your hair a lot of the time reflects where you are in life. Yeah. Um, so yeah. as Cam said, when I was younger, mm. I wasn't allowed to chemically relax my hair okay, because my yeah. mum was like, your hair's too fine, it will just break yeah. off. Okay. So I used to straighten it regularly. Oh, yeah. And it's not until I got older and I looked back that I was like, oh, I was straightening it because I 
thought that straight hair yeah. equated to beauty. Of course, yeah. of course. And then um, even after that, um, then I stopped straightening my hair and I went through the process of cutting out the heat damage. Mm -hmm. And then that again was like a very uncomfortable space, but of then course. it forced me to grow personally. Yeah. And then like three months ago, I had the great idea to shave one side of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this side. Um, and it's been really uncomfortable, if I'm uh, being honest, because now I'm like getting to know my hair all over again because course. I've never had hair yeah. that short. Yeah. So yeah. I'm growing it back, which that, is a process. That was one of the major things for me. I mean, I've relaxed my hair, I think, from the age of 10. Mm -hmm. um, not obviously personally myself, yeah. but my mom chose to relax my hair. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, that was just what you did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You got yeah. you. Oh, yeah. you're going to secondary school now, so you're going to be doing your own hair. Yeah. Let's straighten it. And it was everyone. A yeah. Almost, and I was yeah. excited as well. Yeah. I was very yeah. excited, yeah. very excited. And I didn't change my hair until I was 34. That's like yeah. four years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I cannot, I cannot describe to you the journey that I've been on in the last four years. You know, cutting off my hair. Uh, you know, doing the big chop, and then realizing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, I didn't have a clue. Even though, because I was just like, I've got two daughters, I've, I've got this. I was like, no, you haven't, actually, mm -hmm. because their hair is totally different to yours and mm -hmm. they have two different textures. I didn't know what my texture was. Yeah. I also didn't know what to do with it. And put, I put so many different things in it, decided to start making my own products. And it's just like, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to speak about it negatively, but it's a real journey. It's a journey, it's a journey yeah. from, yeah. And, and I think what strikes me a lot as well is realizing why, you know, realizing why I have such an, had such an issue with, it took me about two years to do the big chop mm -hmm. um, and realizing why that was such a struggle. I remember kind of, I remember one weekend deciding I'm going to do the big shot this weekend. But then I had the Brit Awards and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I need to have that long weave. <laughs> and I, I literally, uh, there's a picture of me, the weave was past my bottom and it was just kind of, and it was bone straight as well. And it was like, yeah, we've got to get it really straight. <laughs> and, and I was just like, afterwards, I was like, why did you do that? Why, why did you do that? And so it's kind of like a, self-reflection that had to happen yeah. and it's a bit yeah it's been a bit a bit mad even even so I, it took me about two years to actually build up to the big chop yeah. as well and i finally did it when i was pregnant with my son so okay. it was like seven seven years ago okay um but after i did it mm. i was just like what have i done <laughs> i look terrible i look like that child that i'm so desperately trying to like <laughs> that, that i spent yeah. my whole life yeah. like running away yeah. running away from yeah. um so i just started wearing weaves again yep. yeah yeah i think like about a week after i chopped it yeah. off i had like a long blonde yeah. weave yeah. and I was just like it really took me it even after I'd cut it all off it took me another couple of years mm -hmm. to really adapt and make that yeah. adjustment it's to my almost hair. going through a process of unlearning those yeah. very damaging self um, concepts and mm -hmm. self constructs isn't it and it, you have to unlearn and you have to relearn again mm -hmm. to love yourself the so way true. that you are and yeah. um, so I, I know this is a familiar story for a lot of us as children but do you guys remember putting a towel on your head was, was that just me when you really think about the psychology of that, mm -hmm. that a, a girl, you know, a small girl at the age of seven mm -hmm. would feel like having a towel on her head represents yeah. a standard of beauty so more true. so than her own. Yeah. It's really quite concerning. Mm -hmm. And that's why I started the brand, um, mm -hmm. because I wanted for my daughter, I didn't want her to have to undergo the process mm -hmm. of learn, on, on, on of learning course. those very damaging self-concepts. I just, I wanted her to know, like from her earliest memory, mm -hmm. you with your kinky hair, with your mm -hmm. lovely brown skin, mm -hmm. you 
are the very definition yeah. of beautiful. And um, do you know, I find that a lot, I mean, my, my reason for the big job was, was my children. Yeah. You know, it was a conversation yeah. that I had with my daughter. She was like, oh, I'm nearly 16 now. I'm going to need to straighten my hair. I was like, what? Why, why would you think that? Mm. With my bone straight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but a lot of women, I find that they change their relationship with their hair, yeah. you know, because of children. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, even, even that, it's like you, you kind of have this, it's not even an identity crisis. I, I kind of feel like I've, I see the beauty in your hair. Mm. Why don't you? And mm -hmm. then you realise, oh, it's me. Yeah. So, I mean, how, how do we, like, how do we combat those, those ideas that we hold? You know, mm. how, like, how would you say that you, I don't know, grew the love or fell in love with your own hair? How do you think mm. that has happened? Do you think you're there? I mean, I feel like I am, but I know, I know that exact same feeling when I did the big chop. I was like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> this, this does not look good. I, you, you, you said you did it, what, a week? I, the same day I got braids <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was not, not doing it until, until, yeah, until I got length. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. That, that, mm -hmm. And that obsession with length yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you do have natural hair, yeah. that emphasis on like on stretching it yeah. and wearing it long yeah. which still yeah. comes from like a very eurocentric beauty standard mm -hmm. so it's really being able to like embrace that shrinkage as well yeah. Yeah. which yeah. i don't know if i'm quite there I don't know <laughs> <what> I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's true so like i mean even things like that because i feel that people assume certain things about you if you're natural you know that you're woke or you're very in touch with your history and stuff and it's like no, 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 I just I, I, I just you know mm. and I am very interested in my history but you know people oh yes my sister and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not like I'm not one of those yet like I don't know if I'm gonna become that person it also annoys me the reverse the way people make assumptions if your hair isn't it's natural yes. yeah because yes. yes. I was always like I was studying African history mm. but I had like straight, I had chemically yeah. relaxed hair. Yeah. And so people would never assume that that's what I was in interested in and be <laughs> yeah. really surprised when yeah. they found out. And a lot of that judgment was based on like mm. how I wore my hair. So yeah. people make a lot of assumptions. And so do you feel like us as a community have work to do? Because I mean, I definitely find like, I, I feel a lot of the time I explain to people, oh, I don't mind if you want to wear weave. Like, you know, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Nothing to, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think any less of anyone who yeah. wants to wear weave. A lot of people have this idea that if you wear weave, you you know you, you want to be into these you know, Eurocentric yeah, ideas. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't yeah. necessarily no. mean that, does it? And like it's weave versus natural. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 All no. the time, yeah. all the time. I mean, Jamelia, when you're um, providing your treasure, tre I'm so I'm, I hate. I'm so sorry. I hate saying it because I oh, I don't know if it's my teeth or whatever, but I can't say it. When you're providing your box for your people, then yes. <laughs> do um. Do you find that, you know, people feel left out or pe do, do people make complaints of that, you know, they're not included or? Um, I wanted to say no. Okay. And then we posted something about brown singing girl, okay. um, Beyonce song yeah. earlier today. And then mm. I saw a comment on Instagram and someone said, is this only for black girls or are Asian girls included oh as well? Goodness. And <laughs> <laughs> I decided not to respond to it. <laughs> I just kind of just left it there. Yeah. Um, but I feel like. No, because mm. from the get-go, I knew I knew what duty we had. Yeah. So for me, I got confident wearing my natural hair because I saw women wear their natural hair. Same. So 
at the beginning, it was like anyone wearing their natural hair. And then yeah. it was like, okay, girls with a similar hair texture to yeah. me wearing their natural yes. hair. Okay, similar sex, um, texture and same length. Yes. So yes. that I get a realistic idea of, of what course. my hair is going to look like. So for me, representation was the biggest thing. Yeah. So from the get-go, I knew we were going to have mixed race girls with kinky yes. hair, mixed race girls with loose curls, yes. black girls with loose curls, black mm -hmm. girls with kinky hair, mm -hmm. all shades of brown, because yeah. I knew for me how important it was. Of course. So thankfully not. Mm. We do occasionally get questions like, can we get a box tailored specifically to my hair type? Okay. But my answer is no, like, that's mm -hmm. not the point. Yeah. The point is that we're all going to use the same products yes. with different textured hair, and we're going to use different techniques, uh -huh. and then we're going to experiment, we're going to have fun. Yeah. Because I feel like so many times the fun's removed from here for black women yeah like as yeah. you said it has to be a political decision yeah. like because i wear weave <laughs> mm. i worship european standards yeah. of beauty and because i'm natural mm. i'm super woke yeah. but no like maybe i just want a yeah. different hairstyle Absolutely. so i think yeah. it's a lot about community sisterhood and mm -hmm. just having fun and understanding that we have the freedom of expression yeah, and absolutely. the freedom of choice yeah. and we should get to exercise it like every other type of woman. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, am, I echo that, Jamelia, because I think one of the beautiful things about our textured hair is mm. the versatility of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The ability to play, the ability to be creative mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be limited. Um, again, conforming, okay, Afro hair means that you're woke and, mm. you know, straight hair means that you're more aligning with the European standard of beauty. But for me, it's really important that if you are wearing a weave, mm. that you still feel comfortable Absolutely. when you take the weave yeah. out and have yes. your natural hair. Yes. So it's kind of promoting that self-learning and that mm. understanding that you are beautiful with mm -hmm. and you are beautiful without. Absolutely. I think for us, what we learned um, was that we started having conversations with women that wore weave and they were like, oh, they don't feel like they can yeah. be a part of what we started. Mm. And I think it's also important as black women to be really compassionate yeah. because yeah. maybe the women that wear weaves don't wear their natural hair out because they just don't know exactly. and Absolutely. no one's taking time to like so, be patient with yeah. them and say like mm -hmm. oh this is what I do this mm -hmm. is my regimen yeah. maybe try it maybe adapt it mm -hmm. to you yeah. so I think compassion's massively Absolutely. important when it comes yeah. to black women in here. Yeah. I also think with the whole to bring up like a controversial topic <laughs> but the whole like hair texture discrimination thing mm -hmm. in that it's kind of easier maybe for certain people for people with a certain hair texture yeah. mm -hmm. to go Absolutely. natural Very and yeah. then they can be praised for being natural mm -hmm. and then with people that have a more stigmatized hair texture mm -hmm. it's often like yeah because for me part of the reason it took me two years mm -hmm. was because i didn't have like quote unquote i didn't have like the typical mixed race hair mm -hmm. i didn't have the loose curls i yeah. feel like if i'd had them yeah. i would have been able to stop relaxing yeah. mm -hmm. a lot earlier mm -hmm. yeah. but i really didn't like my texture specifically mm -hmm. So I do also feel that like, um, yeah, I just think that, that, that that's something that really, that I think about a lot. Yeah, yeah. of yeah. course. I, I think that one of the greatest things that happened to me and this journey is just Instagram, social mm, yeah. media, um, YouTube, like those are the resources that I feel have really empowered me. And even yeah. if it's to know what products to use, um, as you said, looking at other people with similar texture to me. Mm -hmm. And because we all know that feeling of, watching like a hair advert and just like oh it's not for me <laughs> or going into i don't know whatever uh, anyway, going into superdrug <laughs> and having to miss out the shampoo aisle because it's not for you mm -hmm. and i think on social media it's like you find ah oh, there's that product mm -hmm. out there or mm -hmm. there's this person i can follow there's even today like this hairstyle i was like oh a girl on youtube i was like yeah yes, i can do so that <laughs> so i think that that's really helped and really assisted us in moving yes. forward yeah. you know when it, it comes has. to not only natural hair care but just just looking after ourselves and yeah. celebrating ourselves even i think even the the idea of changing your hair all the time i know that like i mean 
I've never had like a traditional job. But I know that going into the workplace, when black women want to change their hair, there's always a conversation. It's always, ooh, change your hair. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And those kind of things, it must be so annoying. Um, you know, I remember once I was on one of the shows I was on, <laughs> and I, I came, I put some twists in my hair. This is like at the beginning of me doing like the, uh, you know, big chop and stuff. And they were like, oh, what's this? Is it worms? I was like, oh my God. And I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything because it was kind of like, I wanted to be there. And mm. these are the, sometimes the decisions that you make, you know, everyone's like, well, I know that you've all had your, you've all had your situations. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah. I remember once I was sat, I was sat somewhere next to a girl and she was just like, like so imagine she's like this and she's just like playing with my hair. And I didn't say anything because I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. she's got her hand in my yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's conversations like these that are important. People need to know, you know, you can actually, you can actually say, don't touch my hair. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you, you, you are allowed to do that. It is your personal space. It is your, you know, it's part of your body. Yeah. yeah. I just can't believe there's people out there that have still not got the memo. <laughs> At this stage, that still think it's yeah. like a perfectly all right, yeah. like acceptable and normal yeah. thing to do. I'm shocked. Mm. Even on the way up, I'm in a WhatsApp group and the conversation turned to somebody had just gone into work this morning uh -huh. and it had happened to her. Someone, someone had done the whole unsolicited mm. hair touching and yeah. she was talking about the how she'd reacted to that mm. and then we were all sharing stories and I was just like, I've written this flipping book like, <laughs> with these instructions. instructions. These conversations are happening. Like, yeah. who, hasn't, who doesn't know? Mm. So, mm. but yeah, mm. it would seem a lot of people. Mm. Well, yeah, and, and I do kind of think like, are we a part of the problem? Are we not saying enough? Do you know what I mean? Are, are, are we being vocal enough? I mean, mm. you've written a whole book, so I can't know. <laughs> <I'm laughs> <not including you. laughs> but do you know what I mean? Because I've had those, I've had those scenarios. I've had, you know, I, I remember me and Tiani, we went on to some TV show and the the guy who was presenting was like, oh, your hair's so nice and wild, isn't it? And I was just like, <laughs> but I was just like, I don't know. I, I feel that it's part of the, oh, I'm not really meant to be yeah. here, am I? So I've just yeah. got to keep quiet. But Am I part of the problem? Should I have said, listen, what you said, right? <laughs> what I like to do is just be like, oh no, it's just naturally like this. So like, yeah. just shoot down whatever they say. Yeah. So yeah. when I was leaving um, my last workplace, mm. part of my leaving speech was the fact that everyone was going to miss me and my exotic hairstyles. And I was like, it's not really exotic. Like, I just put it in a bun and yeah. come to work, that's all. Yeah. And when I said it, their face was kind of just dropped mm. because it's like, <laughs> I wasn't being rude. I was, I was on the yeah. same wave as you, but yeah. I'm just letting you know that uh, I don't do anything exotic to my hair. So I'll put yeah. it in a bun like everyone else. Yeah. Or exactly. I wear it out and that's just yeah. how it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, you guys know, but I do the, the training with the um, foster carers, adoptive parents, social workers. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, yeah, that's so it's, it's really um, training. Um, carers who have children, mm. black and, and mixed heritage children, in mm. transracial homes. How not only to care for their hair, but mm. the importance of language um, and, you know, the importance of ensuring that you're not infringing on personal space and you're not othering children mm -hmm. by feeling like it's okay to touch a very personal part of their yeah. body. And in having those conversations with people, um, one of the first things I say in my training is that discomfort is a necessary process for the establishment of a certain type of change. Yeah. So some of the things that I'm going to say is going to make you feel uncomfortable. Mm. But it is really important for the children and for yourself, actually, that you feel this discomfort mm -hmm. because it makes you realise that actually we need to make some changes mm -hmm. here. There needs to be some changes to Absolutely. your behaviour. And then once we've gone through the process of looking at social learning, the impact of language, the mm -hmm. history of black hair, um, they come away feeling 
I'm really enlightened and mm. thankful actually yeah. because in some ways I'm not excusing it, but it, it's it's ignorance. Mm -hmm. They yeah. don't know. It's mm -hmm. not acceptable ignorance, especially mm -hmm. in you know the information age. Of but course. it's it's ignorance. So I feel like we have a duty, mm -hmm. especially for our children and the next generation, Absolutely. to correct them. Mm -hmm. You know, and, yeah. to, and to make those changes. Mm -hmm. That's Dude, such an yeah. important. That's such important work. Yeah, it really is. Because yeah. yeah. such an impact on people. Absolutely. Mental health. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. say something a little bit controversial here. Yeah. Don't you think even some black families require that work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, because I mean, you know, even just the notion of my mum wanting to perm my hair. I mean, I, I would never even think of yeah. relaxing my daughter's hair now. And I know we live in a different time, but there are still, you still hear people using the term good hair. Good hair, or, bad you know, hair. Uh, you know, yeah. people still will single out one of my daughters because of her hair yeah, yeah, and you yeah. know oh she's got such nice hair I'm like yeah they all have yeah, you yeah. know and um I feel like sometimes we can perpetuate these yeah. ideas and and I don't know it's, as yeah. you said the language is so it's important so yeah it's so it it kind of stems again it's like the process of unlearning mm -hmm. um so like Hashtag my nan, don't kill me nan if you're watching, <laughs> don't kill me. But um, again, like she's, you know, she's old school, mm -hmm. she's um, old Jamaican Caribbean women, mm -hmm. woman. And some of her concepts around identity, I've had to take the time to kind of retrain and re-educate mm -hmm. my nan. Again, yeah, showing oh, that great. compassion and that, <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> I know, right? It is, I'm kind of like, she is, she That's really is. Fantastic. Initially she wasn't. I yeah. mean, I remember having my daughter and my, uh, my great aunt, who is also mixed race, mm -hmm. um, she was like, like, you know, make sure you pinch her nose as she's growing up so that she, her nose is straight. Oh, and wow. I was like, no, auntie, her nose is fine. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, make sure she's not in the sun too much. And I'm like, actually, no, her complexion is lovely, auntie. Yes. And it's um, <laughs> it's kind of like with my nan, what I do is I'll go and I'll do her hair, I'll do mm -hmm. braid outs and chiny bonds because she's mm. so used to putting this wig on. Yeah. So I show her, actually, your hair is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it's just that process of change, and I think that we we all are responsible um, to for our own families mm. when they have those negative associations with the kinkier hair types mm. and the darker complexions, yeah. because I think there's an interconnection between yeah, the two. Um, for us who who have um, come out of that process, it's really important that we do mm. take the time to re-educate re mm. um, again with compassion. Mm. You know. So, we all used to straighten our hair. Have you noticed a difference in the way that you've been treated since you know having straight hair mm. then? Going natural. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was like to have straight hair. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be honest, I mean, uh, I can I can just remember my time. You know, obviously being uh, being an artist, being on TV and stuff. I don't remember anyone saying, "Oh my God, you've got gorgeous hair" or mm, anything like that. I don't yeah. remember that. If anything, I think I get more compliments and attention yeah. on my natural hair. Mm -hmm. but is it yeah. because it's Strange, exotic, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say the diff, the difference is, is huge. Mm. Like how, how people respond to me, yeah. like the assumptions they make about me, and yeah. it's not even the difference just between it being relaxed and it being natural. But mm. it's like when it's natural, the way that I wear it natural. Yeah, yeah. like if I wear it in an afro versus mm. if I wear it in box braids so versus true. if I wear it in cornrows versus <laughs> if I wear it in like a nice bouncy twist yeah. out. Yeah, like that all changes the so type of people true. who approach me, who try so and speak true. to me, and then it it, it colours the interactions mm. that I have with people as well. Like mm. very much so. Yeah, definitely. Has it changed you? Do you think? Like, I find that I'm a little bit more, I, I'm not even a little bit more, I think I'm a lot braver. I'm a lot, mm -hmm. like, more confident. I'm a lot more, like, you know, 
even though, you know, I told that story about someone sitting in my hair and playing with it, that was about two years ago. It could yeah. never happen today. <laughs> never <laughs> happen today. Like, there's just, yeah. you know, I'm much more confident saying the things that need to be said or, yeah. you know, even that, that wild comment, yeah, it's so wild. Well, no, <laughs> wild is for animals. But don't do that. Um, I don't know. Do, I mean, do, do you feel more free? Do you feel braver? Do you feel, I don't know, do you I feel different? I feel a lot more free. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't... I feel like when I did straighten my hair, the minute it got like slightly frizzy or mm. something was out of place, I would yeah. like have to go and wash it and do the whole process all over <laughs> yes. again. Whereas when my hair's natural, the frizzier it gets, the better mm. because yeah. I think it looks better. Exactly. Um, but for me, I've got two nieces. Mm. And when my first niece was born, that's when I came up with the idea for Treasure Tress because mm. I didn't want her to grow up thinking that her hair was a problem or yeah. like finding products is mm. so hard, so much hard work that taking care of her hair is so yeah. hard, so much yeah. hard work. Um, and one of the things that stands out for me the most was her mum was washing her hair one day mm. um, and then she got out of the shower and she like blow dried a tiny bit of the front. No, mm. she pulled a bit of the front down yeah. so that it was straight. And then mm. my niece started crying and she was like, no, 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 that's not how I want my hair. I want my hair big and wild like Auntie Jan. Oh, <laughs> and good. whenever anyone asks me what my most proud moment is, it's yeah. always that. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew that once I had nieces, OK, I need to wear my hair as um, wild <laughs> or as big as possible because their hair is inherently going to be like that as well. Yeah, of course. So when they think of like women who look nice mm. or Mm. Even when I'm going out fancy places, I try yeah. to wear my hair natural yeah. instead mm. of straightening it yeah. for special occasions. Yes. Because again, like, mm. what message are we sending when yeah. exactly. we only have straight hair for special yeah. occasions? Mm. So yeah. I think it's a bit of um, feeling freer, but then also being conscious of um, the message that you're passing. Of on course, as well. yeah. 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 I would say, like, when I have it out, just in an, in an afro. Mm. Sometimes I actually feel more self-conscious yeah. than I ever felt when I had relaxed yeah. hair. When I had relaxed hair. I could just kind of blend in. Yeah. But like sometimes I just don't have like the emotional strength to have to wear my hair out because exactly it's even like it's even before people touch it, it's the way their eyes light up <laughs> yeah. and I just know what's coming. Yeah. Um, or it's the way I can just see somebody who's like literally about to kind of like leap at me to just to, to just talk about it. And I'm like, or to be very performatively like telling me like how beautiful it is. Yeah. And I'm having this long conversation about it. And I'm just like, I actually just don't want to talk about yeah. my hair. I really don't want to talk about my hair with you. Yeah. Like I just I just don't want this attention. Yeah. So that can be yeah, mm -hmm. that can be quite ex exhausting and yeah, yeah, it's so true. It, it, I actually feel like it, it's like you're making a huge decision. It's like, can I can I wear an afro today? Or you know, it, yeah, it, as yeah, you yeah. said, you're kind of questioning. Oh, do, do I want do I want those conversations? Do I want mm. those stares? Do I want you know, like? It's just like you know what? No. <laughs> I'm having afro envy now. Looking at you because <laughs> I was deliberating whether I wear mine out or not today. And then I'm seeing yours. I'm like, my favorite thing. Sorry, my mm. favorite thing about wearing my hair out, especially yeah. Um, yeah. like yours is when you see other women yes. with yeah. their natural yeah. hair. Because I feel like there's like this, <laughs> this mutual, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you just look yeah. at each other in the eye and then you yeah. each other like it's a little smile. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. beautiful. I would also say, I find like a lot of men, because there's this kind of assumption that men like don't like natural hair. Mm. And I came up this morning and my hair was out like before I'd done it. Mm. And I had like two men independently, not trying to like chirps me, not trying to like <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> Literally just give me very genuine, two black men just give yeah. me very genuine yes. compliments yeah. about it. And yeah. like, it was like, they, like it was just, it was that same yeah. kind of, that moment that you're saying that happens mm -hmm. with women as well. Yeah. I think that can happen with men. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So definitely, definitely. And I, I kind of, I feel, I don't know, I feel like it's lovely being a part of that community as well. Yeah. And well, I've, I've always, I've also passed this on to my daughters as well, making an effort to compliment, compliment each other, especially little black girls. Yeah. And the, the reason for me is just, I, 
I, I, I don't know if it's because I mean I guess colorism could come into it as well I just feel we don't hear great things enough, especially as children. And I feel that we all can play a part in reinforcing mm -hmm. positive yeah. ideas. You don't know whether or not that little girl is hearing what she needs to hear. Yeah. And, and, I, you know, and I'm not saying, I, I wouldn't even just say it for no reason. It's like, you know, I just see so much beauty in us. And I just kind yeah. of feel like you need to know. I don't know if you've heard today, but <laughs> listen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I kind of feel like part of my commitment is that as well yeah. it's not mm -hmm. just about you know standing up on salt boxes it's just you look great today i love your hair yeah. you know what i mean that kind of mm -hmm. just those little things i think are very important i feel like that that mm. happens that happens quite a lot yeah. like uh, and just yeah just to reiterate like mm. i love it and i feel like it's such an antidote to all the negativity mm. so that true we've probably all experienced mm -hmm. around our hair mm -hmm. as mm. well mm. and sometimes like you know i'll be with white friends and i think mm. they're like truly like like baffled by how like I can just spark up a conversation um, with another black woman yeah. over our hair. <laughs> yeah. Like like over, and they're just like, I don't know, I'm just a nice thing to be part yeah. of. Like it's so true, so true. Okay, so Jessica Helm from the Silent Spring Institute, she wrote a well she she did some research basically on the dangerous chemicals in mm. black hair products. Um, well, it, actually, the research wasn't even on that. She came upon the dangerous chemicals doing research in something else. And um, I was I was baffled. I was absolutely baffled. Her res the results were basically that 84% of the detected chemicals were not listed, not listed. on the mm. products. Um, hair products for black women contained mixtures of endocrine disrupting chemicals, mm -hmm. which means that they can disrupt your hormonal Hormone. system, mm -hmm. give you infertility issues. Um, hair relaxers for children uh, contained <laughs> regulated or restricted chemicals. All of them were tested. They contained uh, fragrance chemicals. And 72% of the products contained para parabens, and basically these EDCs. And I'm not part of the hair industry. I was so shocked. Like these are literally life-threatening yeah. chemicals, and yeah. why why don't we know? Why why don't we know? And furthermore, after this research, why aren't they doing something about it? We weren't even given the names of the products. Mm. Like I, I I was literally like, um, hold on. So, so you you just want us to die? Like is that, <laughs> is that it? Um, obviously, Camille, you have your own label yeah. and. I, I'm not even going to ask you what's in yours because I yeah. know I know it ain't that. Yeah. Can they create products that don't have these chemicals in them? Or uh, they can create products. Yeah. And it's done. I've done it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other indie brands are doing the same yeah. thing. Um, and that was again that was one of the reasons why I started the brand mm. because I became ingredient conscious mm -hmm. um, and I started to scrutinise and research the ingredients were, that were on the back of the labels. Mm. Um, particularly because my daughter had really bad eczema mm. when she was born. Oh, okay. um, so I just wanted to eliminate all of the, the things that would aggravate her, her mm. eczema. So I became really interested in what I was putting on her skin and what she was coming in contact with. And it was then that I realised, I was like, oh my God, like, again, as you said, the carcinogenics, the mm -hmm. endocrine disruptors, mm. um, the irritants on your skin. And it was really, really alarming. Mm. Um, and do these companies have this research and the knowledge? Yeah, mm. absolutely. They absolutely mm. have. And it, it can be considered, I think, um, an assault 
in many respects on black women. Um, I think there's research to suggest that 40% of black women at some time will have fibroids. Mm. Um, and then if you take into consideration that fibroids have been linked to chemical relaxers, um, there's a cause for us to be concerned. And I think that highlights the importance of us scrutinizing the labels, mm -hmm. of us going to um, websites such as the, you know, the environmental working groups. So that okay. was a website that I used to inform the development of my products okay. for every single raw material that I included in my formulation. Mm -hmm. I consulted the environmental working group okay. and made sure that there was no research around, you know, this causing, you know, being toxic or being linked mm -hmm. to endocrine disruptors. Um, and all of my ingredients have a really low hazard profile, okay. the lowest that you can get. Fantastic. Because for me, it wasn't just about um, providing products, it was about providing healthy products. Mm -hmm. It was about providing something for my sisters mm. um, that I think we needed. Mm. Um, so um, what I would say to, you know, to the community out there, when you when you are researching your products, go on these sites, look at the ingredients that are being used because these large corporations, I can't name any for mm. obvious <laughs> reasons, but these large corporations are, I think, more driven by commercial gain mm, as opposed to um, what's beneficial for us as a community. Mm. I think also what has shocked me is the fact that Black women aren't necessarily like boycotting or not boycotting, but just not using the brands. Like, especially if you haven't given us the names, then we need to ensure that we have the products yeah. with the right ingredients in them. But yeah. so what is it like on the products, like labels, where it lists the ingredients that only lists some of them? Sometimes yeah. they're not even listed. But yeah. loads of these really damaging ones just aren't there. Yeah. yeah. In the EU, um, the, the requirement, the EU law is a lot stricter mm. than um, the USA law. Mm -hmm. um, so in, U in the USA, uh, they can include or have a lot of ingredients in their formulations that they don't include on the label. Mm. But in the EU, um, there was a change in 2013 that mm. meant any ingredient that was um, over, I think, 0.5% had to be included on the label. Oh, and great thing we're leaving the EU then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great, right? Um, luckily, though, luckily, they've already looked into how the cosmetic industry is going to be affected okay. and they're starting to put some laws into place to ensure that we still have mm -hmm. that element of safety um, in our products but um Again, it's just about making sure that you are scrutinising your mm. labels um, and that you are you are choosing brands mm. that actually care about about you, mm -hmm. you know, as a woman. Of course. So, did did yeah. any of you see the? Um, I think it started as a tweet or it was a thread on Twitter about all the chemicals that are in, um, like like braided extensions. Oh, I wear, I I wear extensions all the time really? myself. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that was Oh my God. Really? Yeah. yeah. Chemicals in the... Yeah, you're meant yeah. to soak it in vinegar. Soak vinegar. Yeah. For a few hours. Yeah. yeah. And, and then let it dry I just learned this as I, had, as I had extensions <laughs> in my hair. And my head really started itching. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh God, I can't take it out. <laughs> yeah, oh the coating gosh. that they use the, on it. Um, it's it's an irritant. That's why when mm. a, a lot of us used to have braids, we used to be yeah. doing the tap tap thing, yeah. and yeah. we didn't know why. So yeah, so even people who are braiding, like you know, being in contact with it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, that's really shocking. That's actually yeah, really scary. Yeah. And the the girl who started the thread like posted mm. some images of um, after she'd soaked her hair for a few hours, mm. what had come off uh, it. Yeah, and that is chilling. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, I need to. I really <laughs> need to look into that. Oh my gosh. Thanks for letting me know. Okay, so. Um, this is no. This isn't even devil's advocate. I feel that when it comes to natural hair, we're now seeing this. You know, this is cultural. It's it's black, but I kind of feel like weaves and braids and you know and everything else is and should be accepted as part of black culture as well. Absolutely. You know, even though we've got this idea that weaves represent a Eurocentric idea, uh, ideal. Sorry, I feel that 
Black women still own the waves, you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it is our thing. Yeah, and, and has been. And if you yeah. look in history, I think Emma's um, more able to, to talk about this, but mm. there's, you know, the historical component <clears throat> of us wearing weaves and braids and mm. stuff, you know, and it's something that we've continued to do in a practice that we've continued mm -hmm. to have. So, again, it's um, it's about that beautiful versatility mm -hmm. of Afro yeah. hair. It is part of our story. Mm. That, that's one of the things that I love as well. And, you know, and I'm, I'm starting to see it kind of, happen with my daughters as well this experimentation yeah. and yeah. you know putting yeah. different colors in their hair and whereas in the past I might I might have been the type of person to discourage them I'm just like no it's a black thing that's what yeah, we do yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean and it's creative expression yeah. absolutely yeah. it's celebratory it's it's, it's, it's wonderful and um, what do you guys think about the idea of you know when we have something is ghetto, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. We have something is ghetto, but then when a white person does it, it's high, high fashion. fashion. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. was, what do we do about that? Like, what what what, what is it that we do? Because because I do kind of okay. Say five years ago, no way would I have went on TV with cane rolls. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas now it's like it's. These are mine. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 We own this. I think the way cane rolls have have mm. have. Uh, the way the perception of them has mm. shifted as well mm. quite quickly since yeah. white people have started wearing yeah. them yeah. and since fashion has changed <laughs> yeah, them exactly. is, is, is really interesting because yeah. yeah. I used to find that like if I wore cane rows, that was the type of hairstyle that I would often experience like very negative and ra it would it would invoke very racist yeah. reactions yeah. Yeah. actually yeah, I know what you mean. and that's kind of um, that's kind of ended although recently I had them in a friend a white friend was just like, oh my god, I can't believe like how easily you can look so thuggish. <gasps> <It's> like, <laughs> just like, did you fight? Did you fight? Maybe I was just stunned. I put it in the book. Just a long laugh, like thuggish. Me. It's 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 really crazy, and and I think as well, it's it's that connection, isn't it? Yeah. Too as you said, like the different that you can have your hair. But I love that about myself. I love that about being black. That one day I can feel like this I can have the cane rolls next day I can do this you know tomorrow I might have a long braid yeah. like yeah. I feel yeah. like it's my right Absolutely. Yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and, and we should enjoy and celebrate it and not be discouraged yeah. from doing yeah. it and that's why I love the platform of social media mm. and because it gives us that united voice yes. to mm. be able to say hold on mm. these aren't boxer braids or mini buns <laughs> as you want to call it yeah. they're cane rows yeah. and bantu yeah, that's exactly. like come on do you know what I mean and it mm. gives us the capacity to kind of advocate and champion yeah. that and claim back yeah. what's ours because it's it's mm. so frustrating mm. cultural yeah. appropriation mm. is so frustrating and it's not that we don't um we're against you sharing the culture yeah. that's fine exactly. if you if you want to share it and you want to enjoy it that's fine but mm. don't take it and yeah. don't give us negative vibes mm. for doing what we naturally mm. do and have no, all those negative connotations and i think then, that's what i'm yeah. offended by is yeah. Yeah. the names they come up with like what have i seen boyfriend braids <laughs> tribal doll re oh. re tribal doll realness was what? one hairstyle like, so one. <laughs> what is tribal doll realness it was just on instagram <laughs> <laughs> with some photo shoot, like actually in Ireland. Mm. And um, so when I was like, when I was younger to have like, to kind of like gel your baby hairs, that was the kind yeah. of thing that yeah. was seen, but yeah. like particularly like in white society, that would be seen as like very, like you, you just off. wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. you just yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Yeah. But now that that has been very much like brought into fashion. And so I saw like a very like gel, it was beautifully, no, actually mm. it wasn't even beautifully done. <laughs> <laughs> the texture of the hair. Anyway, they'd hashtagged it, hashtagged it tribal doll realness. Wow. I had I had a fit, like I, just, like, the book I as well. love you on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, Emma goes yeah. in, I'm like, yes. <laughs> 
too funny. Okay, so um, another thing I wanted to talk about. So obviously you must have heard about the law being passed in New York. Mm -hmm. um, I think in California yeah. also. Yeah. And uh, so the law is, has, it's now been put in law that we are actually allowed to wear our hair in its natural form. We are actually allowed to have braids. We are actually allowed to, but only in New York and LA. So yeah, just New York and California. Do you think we need something similar over here? Should we have it written into legislation? Because the Discrimination Act, I think it's of 2010, does protect us from being you know, racially abused, anything yeah. to do with your religion or culture, but it doesn't protect our hair. No. So we've had instances of kids being expelled from school. Yeah. Um, we had that uh, Chikazi Flanders. He, was, he had dreadlocks yeah. and you know, was conforming to the policy but was still expelled from school another little boy he was five i think his name um he was um he was put into isolation every mm -hmm. day because he had a high top and i think for me for me that's kind of it's going to sound extreme it's a form of violence i yeah, really feel it that is. it's a form of violence. And racialized violence yeah, as well yeah. completely and i kind of feel like should we be i don't know petitioning doing something about getting it writ written into law that we can wear our hair how we want to. Mm. You know, I understand maybe mm. if your hair's in the way, I understand, you know, maybe tying your hair out of the way, mm -hmm. but what is wrong with a cane roll? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? What yeah. is wrong with a high top? You didn't or have a shaved any lines. head. I've heard it happening yeah. for it being shaved too yeah. low yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So basically all the styles that, <laughs> that, you, that you would need cane to rolls, braids, <laughs> locks, and, and they're all black. Styles, they're things that we have to protect our hair, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, yeah, as you said, there was one where the, the hair had to be a certain amount of inches. On a little boy, that's not necessarily what you're going to want all the time. Mm -hmm. but, and it's got to be, can't be more than two inches, so you can't cane roll it. And, well, you can't, you're not allowed to cane roll anyway. Like, what, what are we supposed to be doing here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's actually yeah. ridiculous. Well, but, but I think the message is very strongly um, that y you are wrong, mm -hmm. like your, your body is wrong, and mm -hmm. it doesn't like conform to a standard that has been created really to just um, accommodate the needs of European features. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if your features don't fit into that standard, mm -hmm. then you're doing, something de you're doing something deviant, and I guess the <laughs> expectation is that you conform to that standard, which yeah. is essentially to just wear your hair straight, in a bun or yeah. something, but really conforming to, yeah. I guess, the norms of like Euro European like hair. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's essentially the message that's being, mm. that's, that's being given. Mm. Um, so I, th I guess because, it, because it's hair, people tend to dismiss it mm. as something that's just very like shallow mm. and inconsequential. But I actually think having that recognised in law mm. would send, would send really a, not only a powerful message, but yeah. would also stop all of this discrimination and these exclusions that are happening really regularly yeah, as well. Yeah, more frequently. Um, yeah. You're seeing it more and more on the news again. It's being presented to us on the news, so that, you know, is going to be a small percentage of how often it is actually happening, yeah. do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I, I think that we need to protect, be protected, you know, in the workplace. I know that someone who was going to work for John Lewis was told that they can have the job, but they have to straighten their hair. Mm -hmm. Like, pardon? Yeah, one of yeah. my friends went for a job I feel like it was in Harrods mm. and she was told that she had to take out her braids before the next interview in order to get the job. Wow. Um, so, so that's going to really affect how she, you know, starts the show. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It's got nothing to do with anything. Yeah. So when you raised the question initially, I was like, no, it's more of a mindset shift. But mm. I think that it actually is really mm. important to have something. Mm. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Legal, like, to have natural hair legalised yeah. needs yeah. to happen. As crazy as it sounds, mm. I feel like there does need to be some kind of clause that mm -hmm. says when people show up with their hair in dreadlocks, camos, mm -hmm. an afro, a high top, 
a braid mm -hmm. out, a twist out. Yeah. It doesn't impact anything. It doesn't impact their studies. It doesn't impact their job performance. Yeah, so absolutely. It's not an extreme hairstyle. It's, it's not a gang affiliated hairstyle. It's, <laughs> it's just maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Literally maintenance. Yeah, yeah. So I think it should. Mm. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. All right, let's, let's write it up. You, you write it up. You're the writer. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I just want to thank you so much. You've been absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, and I can't wait to have you all on again. So um, thank you for taking your seat at the table. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> How fantastic were Emma, Camise and Jamelia. If you'd like to connect with any of my guests, please check out their social media handles in the description box. And if you'd like to put faces to the voices or just see what we were wearing, a link to this episode is also listed. It's now time for my final thought. I love that we are now celebrating and sharing the knowledge of our hair. It is and always has been a part of expressing ourselves and a communication of who we are. We must ensure that we continue to reclaim ownership and pride in it. Despite being criminalised, politicised and discriminated against, our hair, like us, still rises. I want to thank Emma, Camise, Jamelia and you for taking your seats at the table. Ain't nothing about my silence, golden, golden.